growing is such an important thing, and Mickey's definitely made that uh, that point come across that growing is a very special thing, and we're going to sort of, I suppose, um, lucky enough, my topic's sort of along that line, which is praise the Lord. Got uh, Matthew 20, verse 20, chapter 20, verse 20. Okay, we're just going to pick it up here, sort of midway through the chapter, but earlier in the piece there, Jesus was predicting his death to the 12 disciples, and um, we're actually going to pick it up here in verse 20, and um, it just reads here, Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, I believe her name was uh, Salome. So Salome there. The, um, and it goes on. She was uh, John and James's uh, mother. And um, she was worshipping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And that being Jesus. Verse 21 it says. And he said unto her. What will thou? She saith unto him. Grant that these. Uh, these my two sons may sit. Uh, the one on the right hand. And the other on the left hand. In thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, Yea, know not what you ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of? This is referring to the drink of, uh, cup of suffering. And to be baptised with the baptism that I am baptised with. They say unto him, We are able. Verse 23 reads on, And he saith unto them, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup, and be baptised with the baptism that I am baptised with. But to sit on my right hand... And on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. And when the ten heard it, so you can imagine the disciples um, come across this, um, they moved with indignation, so they weren't too happy. And against the two brethren there, uh, John and James. But Jesus called uh, them unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles, they exercise dominion over them, and they have, great, uh, they have great exercise of authority upon them, so power. But 26, it says, and he, he continues to read on or say, But it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let it him be your minister. And whoever, whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life uh, ransom for many. If I just uh, rewind it to verse 26, I'm just going to read from the Amplified Version. It is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whosoever wishes to be first among you shall be your willing and humble... It's got here slave, but that's, uh, that's that's a word that we will define in a moment. But... Verse 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life for ransom for many, paying the price to set them free from the penalty penalty of sin. We can only imagine um, what the disciples were probably thinking at the time. They thought, here we go, here's John and James' mum asking for some priority into the kingdom of God. And as we've heard um, probably from our sister's testimony before that, um, I suppose growing up in the Lord or even being spirit-filled, it's, uh, it's not necessarily just a, a ticket straight in. And, um, and there, there is a work to be performed before this and uh, a service, I suppose. And Jesus was um, pointing out that um, it wasn't merely just an authority position or a power. It's something that um, would be a, a test of time, I suppose, as we know. Uh, we are led in the Spirit and we walk in the Spirit. And all the people said, 
Amen. We walk in the Spirit. It's a continual, um, it's a verb. Um, just interestingly, um, just a few weeks ago, I was up in Queensland with the family and some saints and uh, just came to my thought that uh, we were lining up for one of the rides there. Um, I think it's the um, Wild West there and um, sort of pretty excited. And I'm a bit of a big kid when it comes to rides and I beeline to the front of the line and there was nobody around. There was absolutely nobody around, obviously, because of certain circumstances. Anyway, um, got to the front of the line and the, the gentleman there turned to me and goes, oh, do you have an e-ticket or something like that? And I thought, oh, what's an e-ticket? And I think it's called an easy pass or something like that. So you can go straight to the front of the line and you can go past everybody else that's lining up. But I sort of looked behind me. There's nobody around. And I thought, okay, no, I don't have one. He goes, oh, you have to go through the zigzag. Okay. So, of course, being a big kid, me and the kids, we ran around. We did the whole zigzag. We got to the front, got on the ride, enjoyed the ride. And afterwards I thought, gee, I can't believe you made me do that. And do you think I went on the ride again? Of course I did. (laughs) Of course I did. And we did the zigzag with pride. But sometimes it is actually a bit of a zigzag. And um, an e-ticket isn't the easy way out sometimes. Sometimes that's actually the worst way out, um, well, I think, anyway. So you've got to earn it a little bit. We'll go on. Um, yeah, so I was mentioning about the verb of serving. So it is a verb. It's an act to fulfil a purpose, a role, or a function, and particularly within the church or members of the body. Um, I've already spoken about the e-tickets. Serving brings growth. And I think Jesus was definitely pointing out um, that serving allows God's experience to come into the individual, into people. It brings unity. As we know, the Bible fulfills all those requirements. And it goes through many of the things that we get the fruit of the Spirit. The word being slave, I mentioned before. Slave to the Spirit is not the slave of what you'd expect something like in Egypt. Being in the Lord, when you do the Lord's work, it brings forth fruit. And all the people said, it is a wonderful thing. I don't think any slaves get rewarded real good or real massively, like we hear in testimonies, for the work that they do. Because we know our, our work's not in vain in the Lord, and that's an amazing thing. There was a, um, there was a time when I, I sort of got to learn about serving. At a young age, I got a, a retail job working in a major retail department store, and um, I was sort of put to work, and I was doing a traineeship at the time, and um, one of the main things is they teach you to serve. And um, they thought they'd throw to try um, upset the apple cart, I suppose, or teach me a quick lesson. Instead of putting me into just a normal, straightforward department, they'll throw me into the toy department. Now, that sounds really fun, um, the toy department, but um, it was during this time of the year, if you could imagine, and um, I was only a young manager at the time, and um, the amount of stock flow, um, the catalogue sales, the things, the prep um, you have to do was just intense. And you had a team of five back then, because it was a proper department store, we had five staff. I don't know if people remember that sort of feeling, you know? <laughs> this is just sort of like the John Martin sort of uh, era. Anyway, um, and it's working very hard, and you sort of think, wow, it's not so fun anymore. You sort of, everything becomes, instead of a toy, a colourful toy, it becomes a, an item or a stock. And you just see numbers and, you know, digits in your eyes. And anyway, it came to the time of, um, I suppose, serving when the customers' doors open or the doors open for the customers. And to be honest, to see the joy on the kids' faces, um, maybe not the parents, no, um, but to see the joy on the kids' faces from buying the things and they know they're going to obtain something fun to play with, um, it sort of bring a little bit of joy, to be honest. And you start getting that little bit of spark. Anyway... Um, I'd, I'd, after that, I'd be moved to the brown goods department, if people remember what that was called, the brown goods. might be the white goods now or, uh, or the TV section now as well, electronic. But I was in the brown goods section and um, you really learn to serve once again. You really go that bit further up. 
and you're selling like things like furniture and all that where I'd only spend maybe one, two minutes with a, a parent and a child selling a toy where you'd spend an hour with somebody serving them and you start to learn and grow and communicate with that person. Even though I don't know them, you become you get a, uh, a relationship and um, you really feel good after they leave. It might be a young, back then I was in my teenage years, but it might be a young couple getting married and you just help them fit out the house or something. You, you actually feel a sense of joy. And it does, it brings forth a growth and um, I know that... Um, there's a song that we sing and, you know, there's a joy uh, within our heart. It grows within our heart. And the growing is an important thing, like Mickey has mentioned before. And uh, serving brings forth that fruit. The Bible is a book of contrasts, as we know. It's a pretty, um, pretty black and white. It keeps it straight and um, tells you as it is. And I suppose one thing we want to do with serving is that we never want to be in a position where we're only being served. And as I was thinking about um, the topic being, are you being served? And I didn't want to do that British sitcom, whatever it is, but, you know, um, but um, are you being served? And what I mean by that is um, it can bring forward some characteristics. And um, I've got here character critics, okay, just a bit of plain words. Sometimes if we're being served, we can find ourselves, and I know I've been in this position before, you know, the armchair critic, we've all heard of that, um, the sporting term. You know, we sit there and, oh, yeah, I should do that better, and the coach should do that better, and the player should have done that. Um, movie critics, we hear of movie critics, um, Backseat drivers, I think we all might know one of them. Um, keyboard warriors that we got this day and age. But I suppose at the end of the day, um, criticism, whether it be negative or um, constructive, it's still got criticism at the end of the day. And um, I find that um, the Bible and what Jesus teaches us, when we serve, we take ownership. And when we take ownership, we look at it in a different way. Um, referring back to the you know, retail days, I had a, a, a Dutch manager, Dutch, and um, it was quite straight. And um, the, the team would come together, the departments, and they'd bring forth their what I suppose people call JSAs these days, where you might have an issue in the department or something that could be a safety concern. And it was amazing to watch him, how he'd talk to us. Instead of um, taking it all on note and taking polls and walking away going, boy, he's got a lot of work to do, he'd turn to us simply and say, so what have we done about it? What are we going to do about it? and put the ownership back on the departments, and the departments end up becoming very successful. Um, and it's something that I learned pretty early too, that um, you see a problem, you fix it type thing, or try to attempt, or try and work at it. Um, and you, once again, you take ownership, because in serving, I've just got a few notes here, serving gives us purpose, gives us more joy, it reduces stress, it's actually, well, Google told me that anyway, so it must be true. Um, connects you to others, very important. Shows you the, um, that uh, what, following Jesus is about. Um, you're joining in what God is doing. Um, it's an avenue to use your gifts. It takes the focus off yourself. Um, teaches humi uh, humility um, and it makes a difference in other people's lives without realising it sometimes. Um, and its ser service offers advances to the kingdom of God. We'll turn just quickly to 1 Peter chapter 4 if we can please. While we're turning there, I remember we were at Pastor Dean's uh, and Val Cleese uh, one day, this was a few years ago, and Pastor William was there, and uh, he was being asked some questions about the young church, and there was a few of the leaders there, and we are just trying to learn from some of the experiences from the young church, and um, one of the questions was asked, put to Pastor William, you know, how do you handle the stress, or you know, the, the amount of workload you got to do, and plus the... Um, uh, the oversight side of things and um, and uh, it was quite interesting he had a bit of a cheeky smile on his face as he would normally do and he turned around and said you know, when, the heavy, when the low got heavy at any time he goes we'd pray for revival revival would come 
and it would burn up the chaff. And I thought, wow. I thought, because ultimately what he was talking about is you serve the church, you serve your brothers and sisters. The priority now no longer becomes the problem. It's actually the, the fruit of the spirit. Revival burn this place. And all the people said, revival brings fire and fire renews. And he said that um, after having all these new people in, people were so busy serving the new people, showing them scriptures, all excited. And even for people that might be in the Lord for years and years and years, to re, uh, read a scripture to somebody again in that new form is exciting. Um, and um, it's something to be encouraged. And we know that. First Peter chapter 4, verse 9. Peter has just mentioned here, Use hospitality one to another without grudging. Verse 10, as every man have received the gift, even so minister or serve the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak of the oracles of God. If any man minister or serve, let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, uh, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Serving, once again, and it says here, verse 10, as every man has the gift. We all have the gift to serve. It's actually a natural thing um, and uh, the thing that the Lord inspires through the Spirit and amplifies, and particularly when we're speaking of the oracles of God. It pays to be a good testimony because I know when I was working at, uh, it was John Martins and it crossed over to Harris Gas, but one of the managers there at the time um, turned to me and goes, oh, Johnny, you remind me of an individual that used to work here years ago. And I said, oh, okay. And, you know, could have been anybody, you know. There was about 300 staff, you know, something. Because yeah, his name was Scott. And I was like, okay. And he says, Scott Capon. And I went, oh, wow. How's that, eh? <laughs> I, I, yeah, didn't, had no idea, but isn't it amazing? It wasn't because of our, um, I don't know, whatever char- uh, character of the person, but the spirit. It was the spirit that he noticed. He knew that we had the same fruits. Just closing off nearly there, nearly there, Paul. Just, it's a, it's a, an email that we all know, but I like to read it out because I think it's fantastic. But it's the story about the people named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. I think we might all have heard of this. There was an important job to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about it because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realised that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up being, or ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have, could have done. And I suppose the Lord, when he, when he gives us this opportunity to serve and we get rewarded for serving in a, in a massive way, um, in Matthew 24, verse 46, we won't turn to it, he says, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, sh- uh, shall find uh, so doing. And when he, wants to, when he returns, even though we've got a, year, a new year coming upon us, as far as I see it sometimes, the New Year's resolutions, um, it's only New Year next, next, you know, tomorrow, but it's the same week and it doesn't stop. The Lord's work has always been going and it's never stopped. And it's the same today, tomorrow, yesterday, whatever it be, the Lord is the same. So serving, um, and I suppose in a particular lifestyle that we're in at the moment with the current world situation, we're in such an important position to be able to serve, and I suppose the people out there, to let them know about the light that's within us and that they're able to have it. And all the people said, Amen. Amen.